1: hello and welcome to this week's episode of the olive magazine podcast i'm laura Rowe, the editor of olive and your host for this week today the team delved deep into the delights of cheese it's not just for the cheese board you know and i rant about the state of hotel breakfast plus give my top tips on where to get the best in the uk right now first up here's janine our food director and her ode to fromage
2: So I'm here today with Adam, our cuckoo writer. Hello. Hello. And we're talking about cheese, uh, one of our favourite subjects, because this month we've got a brilliant um, three ways with, which is halloumi, squeaky cheese. Squeaky cheese. One of my favourite cheeses of all time. Mm. Some people might say it's not even proper cheese in what way because it kind of doesn't behave like a cheese does it
0: no well i suppose not it's not really well i suppose it does it does melt if you really uh if
2: you really hammer it. yeah if you really
0: hammer <laughs> it, it will melt but yeah i mean it's much more conducive to heating i would it is. say you,
2: you can you can basically um manipulate it with heat and it won't go into a puddle which mm-hmm. is great and um one of the recipes we've got which is an absolute game changer is um halloumi salt and vinegar fries yeah. um let me describe it for you it's it's little fingers of halloumi cheese which you um you make butter like a classic corn flour um baking powder sparkling, sparkling water, water yeah. butter butter the halloumi deep fry it mm-hmm. then cover it in salt and vinegar i mean yeah. it was just we made it in the test kitchen and everyone just completely lost it it was so good
0: because you wouldn't expect i don't know the vinegar for me was like a little bit of that it was that extra element I was kind of like oh really I wouldn't expect like that traditional malt mm. vinegar to work with a cheese yeah. but actually it's crispy it's salty it's cheesy yeah. a little bit you know but not like blue cheesy it's, it's that different sort of halloumi cheesy yeah. it's like, the only <laughs> way to really describe it but yeah.
2: um, we've actually just um, we've just had some really great cheese recipes go up online one of which is um, it's another type of halloumi fries which we discovered in a, um, a place in Camden yeah um, called Alibaba's, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and uh, they do they do these halloumi fries, which have become legendary on Instagram. They um, are, and that is kind of fr- fry-shaped halloumi, which is then deep fried and covered in sumac yogurt and razal hanut and yeah. um, pomegranate seeds, and it's so completely.
0: It's just so lively. There's just yeah. so many things happening in that. You know, every mouthful got that sort of zingy, sumac-y, sour crunchy salty little pops of pomegranate they're like utterly delicious
2: yeah and um in the same actually it's not alibaba it's ollie olibaba <laughs> <Ollie Baba. laughs> sorry sorry
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry
2: olibaba <laughs> <Ollie> <laughs> um but yeah if you if you're ever passing camden um, yeah
0: definitely make a beeline definitely for that make
2: a beeline for those guys i think they're at some festivals this year as well mm-hmm. um Another one that's gone up, which is... Because I I wrote these recipes, actually. I had to do quite a lot of of research of the cheese-based variety, which is great for me because I'm a little bit obsessed with cheese. Um, I have to say, though, whilst researching this feature, I did blow my cheese casket and, and
0: I had to, it, what too much cheese
2: yeah I, I did I did myself in I, <laughs> it doesn't happen often No, but I really had to spend a couple of weeks just, just cheese free I, I, I had to go total cheese free but I'm back now so I can talk about it um, one of the one of the most fun things I found and actually fun is in the name as well is um, it's called queso Fundido yeah um, and this is an amazing kind of Tex-Mex um, dick and what it is, is um, we've done a video for it, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we
0: did. Made it a couple, a couple of months yeah, ago, yeah. Um,
2: that's up online too. Uh, it's basically you strip out chorizo sausage mm-hmm. and you fry it in oil and chilli um, and then you get three different types of cheese. There's cheddar, monterey jack and cream cheese. And you layer that up with the, um, the chorizo yeah. and then you bake it and then put salsa on top and then you just scoop it up with with um, tortilla meal. chips.
0: It's the perfect meal. it's got everything. I, I
2: don't know if it's a meal Adam. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's
0: definitely like, that's definitely a, a meal. <laughs>
2: no, I do remember having to drag you off the uh, the bacon yeah, yeah. dish when we made it. Literally
0: one person on each arm kicking and screaming yeah. like yeah. It's, it I, it is really good and that's is that in the last in the last issue? yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I would compel all of you to make that because yeah, it yeah. was so good.
2: And um and just going back to halloumi in, in this issue as well, um, we have a fantastic recipe from Sabrina Georg, who was on last week on the yeah. podcast, and she has done a halloumi toastie, mm. um, which is absolutely next level yep. cheese toastie. And that's got this incredible combination of halloumi harissa and honey, which none of us had really thought about, but then we, we tried it and...
0: Do you know, I, in, in Spain, they do put honey with cheese, with manchegos. It yeah, is that's true. It's quite traditional, so it's, kind of, it's got those things, but then the, with the harissa, that sort of spicy pecan paste, it was ideal. Yeah. Yeah, really good. And
2: everyone loves a toasty, don't they? Who,
0: who doesn't love a toasty? Which sort of leads us on to our like, last little segment is the cheese toasty. Yeah. I mean, it's been reinvented many times... You can put almost anything in it yep. and it's nearly always good.
2: Because we, we were saying that um, that basically you can go as high or as low rent as you like. I mean, yeah. I grew up stuffing stuff inside a Breville toaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, cheese and beans.
0: Cheese and beans, it's yeah. Some people would be completely adverse to that. That's yeah. fine with me. My, <laughs> my mum used to do a mean uh, ham, cheese and sweet chilli sauce.
2: Ham, cheese, sweet chilli?
0: yeah. So and good inside
2: a breville. As inside
0: well. buttered white bread, it, then put in a breville sandwich toaster maker. Mm-hmm. Outrageous.
2: But it's interesting how cheese toasties have become sort of it's almost posh now, isn't it? If you go to Borough Market,
0: yeah, and Broadway, yeah, there's guys making. Uh, I actually had one a couple of weeks ago with haggis, I think it was called the Macbeth. I think it was called the, oh, the sandwich. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, but yeah, I had the haggis, bacon, cheese, caramelised onion chutney, and then in like sourdough. Yeah, it was yeah. Really, really good.
2: And I think there's, there's a guy as well who does. Um, it's, I think it's like Keens cheddar, mm. garlic, chopped red onion, and then pressed into the most incredible sourdough in a in a press. I mean, it
0: is. Yeah, and they all have these like cool little uh, like old fashioned irons, don't yeah. they? Like weights to weight them down to make sure that bread gets full contact with the uh, with the skillet or the hot plate. And
2: yeah, because we grew up on cheese toasties. However, I think um, you know, like, as using a machine. If you go to America, grilled cheese, as they do ah. it, they they do it in a frying pan, which is actually yeah, yeah. a genius move.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Because um, not
2: only do you get, you can pack in as much filling as you like, but you can actually, because what you do is you, um, you um, butter the outside of the yeah. bread and then actually fry it in the yeah, frying yeah, pan. Fry so, so you're getting buttered, fried bread, melted yeah. cheese. Well,
0: I like buddy. any sandwich that you butter on both sides yeah. of the bread. So there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what would be your cheese toasty filling of choice, do you think? Have anything you want?
0: Anything I want. Mm. <laughs> I did have a really good kimchi uh, kimchi grilled cheese. That's um,
2: so hipster. It? Well,
0: but I am. <laughs> I am a hipster. No, I'm, you're you're I'm a food hipster. Not. I'm probably a food hipster, yeah. I don't have a beard, but maybe if I could grow one, I might do that. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy that because it's like that soured, pickled, you know, yeah. like uh, it really balances the like oozy cheese and crispy and it's like Mm. yeah it's good
2: sometimes get a little bit like nostalgic though for like the simpler days so like i I love (laughs) the other day i went out and bought some branston pickle because Uh, other pickles are available i love branston pickle and for me just even though i've tried posh pickles i can't get past the taste of cheese and branston together
0: no same as me when i was used to be a baker that was like, I'd go home and have dinner. That would be my dinner. I'd take a loaf home, half a loaf maybe, of, of some nice seeded. <laughs> uh, if, if my old boss is listening, just like half a loaf. Um, yeah, and just have like sliced cheese and ranch pickle and sliced red onion. That would be my, yeah, my dinner. doesn't get better than that.
2: If you feel like being a bit more adventurous than that, we yeah. do honestly have a ridiculous amount of oozy, melty cheese recipes online mm-hmm so maybe go and check them out if I'm you're a,
0: if you're a pinterest user i think we have some boards that are all our collections of both there's an oozy cheese one and a normal cheese yeah. one so there's like yeah hundreds
2: yeah and i also urge you to make sabrina's um halloumi harissa and honey toasty from yeah. meat from the current issue because it is an absolute winner
0: it certainly um, is
1: thanks for coming to talk about cheese adam
0: no worries pleasure
1: Thanks, Janine and Adam. Now, here's me and our lovely web editor, Charlotte, bemoaning the so often disappointing hotel breakfast. Um, hello, so this is Laura, the editor, and I'm here with Charlotte, our lovely web editor. Hello. Hello. Um, so I'm going to precursor this with... I'm. Um, Apologising because it's, I'm going to have got a very middle class complaint here, Charlotte. But I was ranting earlier about the state of hotel breakfast. Oh wasn't dear. I. Did
3: you have a recent experience? Yeah, I've
1: been trying this year to go to lots of British hotels and like make nice weekends away in certain areas um, because there's some brilliant hotel restaurants um, and you have this lovely evening meal to bed very satisfied you wake up you go downstairs for breakfast and then my rage starts because <laughs> it's never quite as good as the evening before yeah and um, I don't know whether that's just that uh, people don't have as many breakfast dinners so they don't care in terms of numbers or whether it's you know the the B team on the staff that mm. do the breakfast um or just that chefs aren't as interested. But I'm gonna rant at you now okay. about my bugbear, bug bugbears. And what's the what's the number one brekky bugbear N- number bear for Number one, you? oof. Um, number one is probably. Well, okay, this is really middle class. I, I'm, Laura's I'm looking I'm, at a
3: very long list. I'm at wincing, the moment. <laughs> I'm
1: wincing. But my favourite breakfast in the entire world is avocado on toast. Yes. So um, this for me is so simple. Yep. It's toast and avocado. You would yes. think you can't go wrong, yes, but you can. Um, and for many reasons, and I'll go into that for you now. Um, so, lack of seasoning. you right. Avocado tastes of literally nothing mm. if you don't put salt and pepper into okay. it. Okay. Or even just salt. Um, so, that annoys me.
3: Okay. Um,
1: there's no, like, counter to that flavour as well. Avocado is, again, a very clean, creamy, green flavour. Mm. So, if you don't add anything into it, again... Don't even bother.
3: You mean I lemon want, juice chili? I want chili. Some lemon juice chili. Yeah, right. lime
1: juice, something. Very simple. Sumac, something. Yeah, very simple. And not rocket science either. Yeah. I would suggest. <laughs> um, and then also, I had of late. Um, Pre mashing, So this is where Ooh, they've scooped That sounds the, brown. It, yeah, exactly. Mm. So it arrives on the plate like brown and graying. So if anyone who <laughs> has avocado on a regular basis knows, you have to do it fresh. Yes. Or find, it, you know, a trick like putting the avocado stone in or lots of lime juice or lemon juice. Otherwise, it just go this really like mucky, muddy color. Ooh. And it just, it might taste kind of the same, but it doesn't look very nice. No. And it just shows me that you've not taken any care or attention over my breakfast. Yes, okay. So that's just the avocado part of okay. the avocado on toast. <laughs> And this will kind of go into the other bits of breakfast bugbears that I have experienced. So poached eggs. Now, I get it on a large scale that chefs might pre-poach their eggs. I do that when I have um, guests around my house. I Mm -hmm. pre-poach them. But there's perils with pre-poaching your poached eggs, Charlotte. Watery
3: perils. Watery
1: perils. Or they're cold in the middle where they've not been heated up properly. Or they're overcooked because they've been cooked for too long. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, one of my major annoyances. Okay. Toast that isn't toasted
3: or one of my annoyances <laughs> is toast that comes too late oh yeah you, you know, they toast, always say it? we want toast with yeah. that yes and then you get it <laughs>
1: two hours later exactly you <laughs> yeah. just don't
3: really want it by then no
1: um, like well, yeah warm bread is not toast yes I don't want it black but I Mm. you know it all burnt but it needs to actually have a little bit of crispiness yes warm bread is not toast
3: and also along that same vein Mm. not enough jam
1: oh yes I shouldn't have to ask for you know enough condiment for my toast yes I agree (laughs) um recently I've had um stale bread not good I've had pre-sliced and I know this is really fussy but if I'm gonna if you're going to just serve bread or toast as a course, you want it to be fairly good bread, don't you? Yes. Not, not Kingsmill, because I can get that yeah. around the corner shop for a lot cheaper. Um, <laughs> other uh, brands of bread are available. Um, browning fruit salad.
3: Oh, yeah, so al- just, thin slices of apple ugh. that have gone brown around the and side.
1: And that, that horrible liquid where it doesn't really taste... All the fruit is so old and... Mushy banana. Mushy. It, all of it tastes the same, and all of it's disgusting. Yes. Um, concentrated fruit juice... <laughs> Again, I can get <laughs> I can get pre-made concentrated fruit juice around the corner shop, and I don't buy it for myself at home. Yeah. I want it freshly squeezed. Okay, um, I know I'm getting really picky now. Well, um,
3: you are talking about uh, you are talking about nice restaurants yeah. with nice hotels but yeah. you are paying a premium, indeed. Indeed, so you would expect. Yeah, to have the kind of things that you're asking for. No, I should
1: clarify that all of these things Mm. that I'm listing aren't, you know, like your cheap-end hotels. I'm talking really high-end hotels. Some Michelin star restaurant hotels have been serving me this of late, so Mm. this is where my rage is coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, overcooked eggs... Really frustrating, not enough Hollandaise on my eggs benediction. <laughs> <laughs> it's caused me How restless. Do you nice, I know. Hard butter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that annoys me at any time of the day. That is
3: very annoying. But what it, are
1: you supposed to do with that? I know. Well, if you're, I have a certain technique where I kind of make a slither... Oh, of the yes. butter and then it gently melts on top but then you've got to wait or hope that your toast is warm enough because yeah. often toast is cold when it comes out as well, that's another bugbear
3: I've hovered a kettle uh, well, Ooh, the teapot over it before
1: uh, that's a very good <laughs> idea, I'll have to try that one yeah, because otherwise, you know, you rub it onto your toast mm-hmm. and the toast tears apart <laughs> yeah. so. although
3: it is pretty satisfying when you get a huge block Indeed. in one corner of the toast that's
1: that's a good, <laughs> good side to that um, flabby bacon that's been cooked oh on mass, and you've got. I like. I love that. I could mm. eat bacon. I've fat seen on its you own. eat a lot of fat. <laughs> Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have. Um, but you know, it should be cooked right. and like slightly crispy, and I don't want watery or that horrible. You can tell it's cheap bacon when you get that fatty white residue on top. Residue on top. Yeah. So um, another one is curling dry cheese or charcuterie that's been left out oh, for too long. Yeah. That really annoys me. That
3: happens when people forget to put the lid down. Indeed, indeed.
1: <laughs> um, and also, uh, guests should take responsibility here too because I, I haven't mentioned this in my pre-list that I gave Charlotte to kind of talk through. But uh, when guests mix, like say, a, a kipper knife for a Ooh. butter knife, or you know, there should be etiquette on the buffet. And I, I, I feel think like when there's you're, not. When
3: you're not in your own house, you don't care. You don't care, you don't care no, as much. I know that's the problem people feel they can be really wild and reckless, wild,
1: reckless with their <laughs> crockery and cutlery. yes um when you're
3: in a hot place as well one of the things that annoys me is if you have the charcuterie and cheese outside and it's not covered ugh. and it's just crawling with flies yeah
1: i mean that's not the most appetizing no. of sights. first thing is it no. no um and this is very personal to me but it's the vats of baked beans now for anyone mm. that's listened to an olive magazine podcast before you'll know that i have a very deep set phobia of baked beans do. a loathing a loathing yeah. a, a fear and the vats of them are rancid
3: you can <laughs> i can't
1: you can
3: smell them a bit well yeah oh, and it's
1: the skin it's everything that you know you would not want <laughs> i just yeah but so Get rid of the bats of baked beans okay. would be great for me. Um, I'm nearly at the end of the list, don't worry. I know this is exhaustive. No, take your um, time. Uh, Misdescription. description. Mm. A continental breakfast, Charlotte, is not some cocoa pops that have been decanted <laughs> into a kiln a jar. It's not. And I think some people think it is. Um, and a couple of bits of dried fruit. You know, I want if you're saying continental and I'm not going to hot breakfast I want freshly made and baked pastries mm. toast made with beautiful bread lots of different fruits yogurts oh you're making me hungry yeah but that's oh. what you know that's what a buffet should be to me yes I think mean, um,
3: that's often where they get you money wise isn't it because yeah. they'll say that a continental breakfast is included exactly I went to one last autumn and um, the restaurant was sensational so I was really looking forward to the included continental breakfast yeah. but it was just one tiny croissant and that was it. And he that's, has to pay for anything. See, that's not a continental breakfast, is no. it? That's
1: really disappointing. Um, another one is poor choice of tea. I find even if they care about the coffee, when it comes to the tea drinker, you're just left with English breakfast, mm. Earl Grey at a push. Um, and as a non-coffee drinker, I would really like some better choices. I yeah. want some green teas, some white teas, some blue teas even, Charlotte. <laughs> Surprise me. Um, and, you know, not tea bags. It'd be nice to have some really beautiful loose leaf teas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can hear how awful I sound. Um, and the last one, which is kind of a big one, is just the lack of invention. It's, at dinner, you can have the most wonderful, surprising menu, and the chef's taken so much time and care. And then at breakfast, it's the same old rubbish. Frankly. Yeah, that's,
3: it's funny that. Well, why, why is it like that? It's, maybe they assume that people are are not quite awake to their senses yet perhaps. so it doesn't matter as much Yeah, or people are just so ravenous that they'll eat anything Indeed I and like, I get yeah. the
1: need for classic stuff um, especially the demographics of a lot of these hotels of their overnight guests mm-hmm. um, but I think you can have the classics but also do a little bit of exploration as well you know if you look mm-hmm. on like our website and our breakfast uh, reviews of, of just restaurants that serve breakfast mm-hmm. they have such amazing different cuisines and different types of food that are considered breakfast mm-hmm. and you just don't get that in So it's something no?
3: about ho- the hotel itself yeah something about staying over somewhere that makes the breakfast bad yeah strange
1: <laughs> yeah but I'm not going to leave it on a bad note because I do yeah sort it, of... there must
3: have been some some really memorable yeah. hotel breakfast that you've had as well
1: indeed not as many as I'd like but two that really stand out for me are um, Le Manoir Le, oh yes um, in Oxfordshire so that's Raymond Blanc's incredible hotel and restaurant and gardens and cookery school um and the spread there was just incredible they Mm. they really know how to do a continental breakfast before you even get onto the other car did you have to pay for it was it included it was included in the deal i Mm. i got yeah um and then i think you paid extra again for the uh a la carte but you, you wouldn't need the a la carte yeah. frankly um, the spread is just incredible you have two huge white cloth tables um, there's a big ham on to slice yourself um, beautiful selection of charcuterie a, a colourful collection of freshly sliced fruits pre-mixed fruit bowl um all the nuts seeds and organic dried fruits you could ask for cheeses <laughs> flaky pastries um and then the a la carte on top of that mm. um and it's in a beautiful bright conservatory room as well so you know you're full of light first thing in the morning yeah. and the service is just wonderful and they mm. serve things like it's quite traditional um but they do it very well so things like the full english Florentine kippers spinach and herb omelet or haddock and poached eggs which is what i had oh, and that was a very decadent i really like smoked stuff. fish in the morning me, me too I don't like
3: it so much for people have it for breakfast in the office no no that's not as
1: pleasant (laughs) no it's a nice treat when you stay away though isn't it I think um, and not in a work environment (laughs) <laughs> um, but most recent one which I actually went to this weekend and kind of got me thinking of if only all restaurants with rooms or hotels took this much care and attention this is probably the best <gasps> hotel breakfast I have ever had oh my god so this is Moor Hall it's in Orton which is up near Liverpool kind of on the edge of the Peak District right um, I say edge of the Peak District my boyfriend would definitely disagree cause it's about an hour and a half away and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say it's near the Peak District um, it's only been open about eight weeks it's a restaurant with rooms it's an old building but made very contemporary and new. The chef there is Mark Birchall, So he used to be at Long Klume, mm-hmm. um, which most of our listeners would hopefully have uh, heard of, uh, which is an incredible restaurant up north as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and service is key here so there's no buffet there's no continental breakfast this is all about almost like a tasting menu for breakfast you don't oh. even get given a menu you sit down and your own individual table has um, pots of homemade jams marmalade a pat of butter which you know is good from last night you know it's a cultured butter it tastes yeah. absolutely delicious um, honey house uh, granola then you get given a basket of bread so you get rolls mm. sliced breads they're all made in house um, and warm croissants beautiful oh. Tiny warm croissants that they've just made. Um, And then all the surprises start coming. So you get a plate of delicately smoked salmon with rye bread and a a dill cream and a fresh wedge of lemon. Um, You get uh, a sour set yoghurt that was so wobbly, you know, you break into it and it's just, like, wobbling. It's it's gorgeous with a a compote of orange and rhubarb, a plate of charcuterie, a a boiled uh, white egg in a nest of its own hay. Oh, my God. And then you get it sounds kind of a bit over the top but actually it's all very classic flavours and just so everything has got such attention to detail how long were you eating that for not long we were only down there for about an hour um at most and you know we got a chance to read the paper and everything but there's still more there's still more Charlotte. um we also had and then another plate of the best tasting bacon i've had in a hotel um restaurant and again cooked properly um not too crispy but you know everything's cooked as it should be gorgeous little sausages so full of flavour and they make homemade black pudding, which we had a little sample of the night before mm. in a, in one of the amuse bouche's. But um, these were like big wedges of these this black pudding sausage. That's a really
3: nice idea to give you a taste of the night before. Yeah. And you'd be thinking I'd really love some more of that. I know. And, and they,
1: they, they make it with fresh blood themselves, oh. um, and it's so it's so incredibly soft, so well seasoned, so well spiced. Um, it doesn't have. I know some people like those lumps of oats and things, but it doesn't all mm. um, barley? But it doesn't have any of that. It's just beautifully soft. It's mm. more like boudon noir, the French black pudding. Mm. Um, just Just wonderful and it's again that level of attention to detail and Mm. they're actually opening um later on this year they're renovating a barn at the moment next to the restaurant and they are opening a butchery there um Mm. and a dairy so they're gonna make even more things i'm sure themselves in control so yeah that was so so good um and even things like the coffee is brilliant. That's a theatrical performance. Um, they have their own hand press um, on the menu. The tasting notes for the coffee are as long as the wine tasting notes. You know, it's all that attention to detail. Did that put you in a really good mood for the really rest of the Really good mood. I went hiking in the Peak District <laughs> afterwards and I was full of joy. I didn't have anything else to eat then until about six o'clock oh it is the most important meal of the day it is um that sounds fantastic it was just a lovely end to to that experience there and so I, i really they deserve a massive thumbs up that was such a good breakfast what
3: about the tea selection did you get your loose leaf
1: tea I did so the night before I had a beautiful um, chamomile from Tregothnan Estate in Cornwall ah, yes. which was lovely and because they weren't dry because um, often chamomile tea is made from dried chamomile flowers but these were uh, you know relatively fresh and they were so delicate and lovely and then I had a beautiful oolong in the morning mm. so yeah I was very happy well catered for Charlotte how about you have you had any memorable breakfasts?
3: oh well, um I would say the most memorable one wasn't in this country okay it was in Sicily um, uh, a place called Taumina
1: okay
3: I, I forget the name of the hotel but, but they had um, basically vats of Prosecco and uh, sparkling <laughs> wine locally produced sparkling wines at breakfast marvellous um, that's a good start which, when today. you're on holiday yeah you know, yeah. and you're not driving, go for it. Yeah. Um, and they also had homemade ice creams and granita and things Ooh, wow. like that. So I really enjoyed the fact that it wasn't the usual. Yeah. Of course, because I was in a different country.
1: But I think that's great, though, not sort of expecting that you have to have, say, eggs and meat yes. at, at breakfast. There yeah. are lots of other options you can start yeah. your day
3: with. I, I don't... <clears throat> I'm not really a cooked breakfast person. I wouldn't say no, certainly, yeah. to the menu that you just said. But um, I, I prefer things generally that aren't hot. Yes, and It's just so refreshing to have this granita first thing in the morning. Can imagine, can imagine.
1: Marvellous. Um,
3: And another memorable one was in Copenhagen at the Tivoli Hotel. And um, I really love fruit in the morning. It's Mm. the first thing I eat before the pastries and all that, just to freshen the palate. Yeah. And instead of the terrible salads that you were describing, it was just massive bowls of um, fresh blueberries and raspberries and, you know. yeah posh fruit,
1: nice yeah
3: that you could help yourself to <laughs> the kind of thing which you probably wouldn't buy yourself yeah you're not often. thinking that's
1: three pound a packet I'm exactly not gonna have that. Yeah. you're just shoveling you should, it in well, I, yeah. should, I should
3: limit myself but yeah you're literally shoveling all this wonderful, wonderful. berries in and it's yeah. just looked so fresh that right. day and and kept being refilled I actually prefer the buffet breakfasts per Personally, because I'm usually so hungry in the morning, I yeah. don't really like to wait
1: yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I like how you think it's either or. I have both. I <laughs> stuff my oh, face on true, the buffet yeah. and then have another cup. And then wait cut. for your
3: order. That's Indeed. very true. Yeah. But I like to get straight in. Yeah. And I don't wait. I don't even wait for someone to, to like say, it. do you want tea yeah. or coffee? <laughs> yeah. I just go straight for, straight for it because yeah. I just get so hungry. And they also had wonderful pastries that were specific to the area. <laughs> that's
1: what um, you want, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah.
3: there were no baked beans. Thank God. In fact, Thank I don't even think there was anything cooked there. Not Well, it certainly wasn't the biggest part. Mm. Uh, and like you say, there was just big vats of nuts as well. Lovely. Macadamias too, which again is what something a tree. you wouldn't usually. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Um, so, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. Just the abundance of fresh Brilliant. fruits and nuts was
1: fantastic. It sounds fantastic. Well, yes. I hope we've ended on a slightly better note yes. than my earlier rant. But um, we'd love to hear your kind of hotel breakfast nightmares please feel free to tweet us listeners um at olive magazine or you can email us um all of our details are in the magazine so you can do that and obviously make sure you check out olivemagazine.com where we have hotel reviews and we have breakfast reviews um, on there plenty of those to give you some good recommendations going forward wonderful thank you charlotte thank you for having me pleasure Thank you to Charlotte and the rest of our podcasters this week. If you like the sound of today's episode, don't forget to review and rate us. It takes seconds and means even more lovely listeners just like you get to hear us rambling on. And remember, if you love food, drink and travel as much as we do, you can subscribe to this podcast for free so you never miss an episode. You can get the latest issue in all good stores now or download via our digital app or Apple News. Or you can visit our brilliant website, olivemagazine.com for loads of new daily content happy eating happy listening and we'll see you next week ta-ra